Well, the sound of the music. Good to be back here at Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. It's Lakeland Sports Guys. Tom Carroll with you. Chris Koch. We've got the coach Dan Spivey in the house. And, uh, boys, good to be back in the warmer weather because uh, 18 below at one point up at Copper Mountain, Colorado uh, in the evening. And going to skiing in four-degree weather was, uh, I mean, I was warm, but it was a challenge. I mean, it stung the face with the snow falling. <laughs> I don't know, I'd be in heaven, but man. I'm just telling you. I tell you what, it was a it was a great week. Once I got over the altitude sickness, life was good. Um, but enjoy the the skiing and the time to get away with the family as well. And uh, it was a good time. A little ice skating went on. We went uh, went to Boulder. Um, Dion said, you know, you know where to find me. We went by. <laughs> he went there. <laughs> Still waiting on that receipt. I wish you'd brought it back to you. Yeah, so it went there. Um, but uh, went in to you know, spend a little time in Denver as well, uh, a couple of days in between hitting the ski slopes and that type of thing. But glad to be back here in Greenwood, although I did come back at the end of all that rain that happened on Tuesday in the process of all that. My yard was flooded when I got home around 1130 that night. But other than that, uh, everything seemed to do all right at my house. So. Barrel it down for tomorrow, man. Yeah, I was worried about you. I thought that trailer would be floating away somewhere oh, down man. Troy no, River. Boo. We got paddles if it does i'm more like i said i'm more and more worried about tomorrow because they're really worried about the weather for tomorrow so we're gonna see what it's happens it's more wind i think tomorrow than, yeah. than the rain i don't think the rain's gonna be my two cheap. creeks were over the banks yeah so. really yeah they were over the road almost yeah it was good deal well, glad to have you guys back yeah, here man. once again to get you back into the, the swing of things. A lot have happened over the course. Uh, Chris and I, um, right there that week uh, before New Year's, uh, we had that Thursday podcast, and that's when all the high school stuff broke as far as the realignment and all of that. And um, next week's going to be interesting. We'll, we'll see who, uh, you know, they had until yesterday at 1 o'clock to get in everything. We'll talk a little bit about that coming up on Monday. Uh, today, though, a lot of talk about the college aspects. We'll get into the national championship game with Michigan and Washington and what went down with that. Um, but a lot of talk since, what, yesterday when you and I were talking and, and everything that was going on with Nick Saban, who, who's going to be the next coach? We started just uh, guessing right away who it was going to be, and pretty soon all of a sudden all the talking heads came out with a lot of the stuff that we had, probably not near as much as Chris had, because Chris, you're, you're in depth and, and, <laughs> and good to go, and we'll dive into well, that Chris a little bit. Chris couldn't sleep, so he stayed up all night. <laughs> well, he <laughs> And trying to figure it up. That's, that's my new well, deal. Everybody else. That's my new deal for this year. I'm going to tell you one thing I'm going to do. I'm going to stay hot on Portal. I'm going to stay hot on NILs. And we're going to stay hot on coaches that, are, that aren't doing their jobs this year, especially. But yeah, yesterday was one of those days. And then I, you know, I wake up this morning and my goat has decided he's just going to, he wants to coach, but just not for New England. So that's on another side of it with NFL. But you lose two guys, they coach together mm-hmm. um, at Cleveland. I've <laughs> and then both were successful wherever they both went. And I mean, I, that's you. I don't know that you'll you'll have it throughout the rest of our lifetime. But I don't know if you'll ever have two retire the same or move on the same day. Yeah. One retires, smart move by Nick. I still say that. And then Bill still wants to coach at seventy three or whatever. You, you're crazy. But anyway, go out west, get your suntan. So you think you go out west? I do. I, I I told. I think I told you on a couple of the podcasts before we went off. I saw a trade coming. And it's only been done three times in the history. Last time was Don Sheila from the Colts to the Dolphins. I thought it was going to be a trade between the Patriots to the Chargers, and that's where that's where he will go. All right. Because he's got a team set up out there, and that's what Bill does. He sets them up. Yeah. 
And I thought you had a I thought you had a new coach and owner in Carolina. Well, I don't think that, that's a dumpster fire in, in itself right now with that's temper. What Pete and I don't, loves him, man. Pete oh, loves that kind gosh, of Gosh, I don't think he can. No, he doesn't. He doesn't like that. He's never had, had to deal with an owner like Temper is as of right now, and and that's you know. Temper right now has a publicity problem with his with his fans that he's going to have to deal with. And listen, that guy's got anger management issues. <laughs> so well, that and and the fact that that you know the, they were losing, that's why the fans didn't stop coming. Right. The fans that did come now aren't coming because of what you know what went David down in Jacksonville. But I mean, it's it's just one thing after another. It's like how many people and fans in you know close to. To Charlotte, can you tick off before all of a sudden, you know, the NFL goes ahead and releases you from your team? Yeah, I mean, you break all your contracts. Like, like I thought we were talking about with Walford. You know, they they decided to break all contacts with Walford, and they're going to do their thing up at Fort Mill, Rock Hill, where they're going to build their little facility. Well, Fort Mill, Rock Hill, not anymore. They're I mean, not going to do it. There, he canceled man. all that. And, so, see, so he broke Fort, that deal. He broke that deal. Wow. And so uh, now he's trying to build uh, new facilities. Well, he is building new facilities up there closer to Charlotte so they don't have to move quite as much. Listen, I mean, I, I have a lot of friends in NFL. We're going to get off NFL right here. Um, Pittsburgh fans loved it when he left. They did. They celebrated. <laughs> they, they had parades, and now we know why. <laughs> the, the, the problem is we see it with Jerry and some of the other ones. I mean, this is – I mean, how do you get rid of an owner? They own the team. Is it is it like you say? Just fans quit coming, no merchandise sales. Just totally say, Charlotte has a football team. <laughs> Carolina has a football team. Is that how you get rid of something like that, or do you just have to deal with him? Well, you have to deal with him to like you <laughs> find somebody to buy the team. <laughs> well, or you just put the team. Uh, they can force him to sell. Now, didn't they yeah. do that in baseball where they for? Uh, no, they did it with basketball. 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 Uh, basketball yeah, they, it has been done, I think, and uh, or maybe not. And we don't want to hear this. We don't want it to be a Baltimore in the middle of the night packing up everything and moving to another city. That's what we don't want to happen. So, yeah, I don't think that will happen. It, it's well, there was some speculation at one time that that's what he wants to do. He wants to move somewhere. Uh, well or not, that's true. Who knows? That's well, he's got to have the NFL, and he's got to prove to the NFL the reason why. why. And he's going to do that by saying, well, the people aren't showing up and blah, 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 blah. And well, he's, and they got to find out why they're not showing yeah. up. And then when they find out why, <laughs> I don't think they'll move the team. I think they'll move the owner. Yeah. But, all right, let's get off of the NFL. So, who retired yesterday? And I didn't see the call. Who retired in college yesterday? I was too busy with pros. Uh, some guy <laughs> named Nick Saban over in Alabama. Satan left. Okay. Good goodness yeah. gracious. Seven national wow. championships he won. It, let's just go, let's just go through. 72 years old. It's incredible. Um, you know, since Paul Bear Bryant, he, uh, you know, took over in 2007. He's been the winningest coach. Over, over, how can you overshadow the Bears, the thing in my mind? And he has done that. Um, you know, Bear Bryant. There, I was kind of a, a shadow to Nick Saban in this one, but he ends his career um, that he helped launch and relaunch, helped coaching of a lot of different careers over the course of those 17 years that he was in Alabama, including Kirby Smart uh, now at Georgia, Steve Sarkeesian at Texas, you got uh, Lane Kippen at um, Ole Miss. Uh, Ole Miss. 
Uh, and we'll run the, you've got a whole list, and we'll run down all of those as well. But um, he led the Tide to 19, or nine SEC championships. He won his first title in Alabama with a 14 nothing season in 2009. Titles then came back in 2011, 2012, 2015, 17, and 2020. And then he also won uh, numerous SEC championships with SS, uh, LSU in 2001 and 2003. He won his national championship with the Tigers then as well. Um, and, and then 2007, Alabama decides to hire him. He goes 7-6 and six in his debut campaign. Uh, since then, he's won at least 10 games for his final 16 seasons to go along with that. Uh, and it wasn't until the rise of Dabo Sweeney and, and Kirby Smart with the Bulldogs that anybody really challenged Alabama when you look at it and go back that way. So they were the only biggest threats to him. Um, he's coached in Alabama four uh, for the first four Heisman Trophy winners that they've had in a, in a long time, he also churned out, what, how many NFL players? Can you wow. even count? Do we even want to count? That would be. Um, but I can tell you this, as far as first-rounders go, 44 first-round picks he did churn out, including last year with Bryce uh, Young going in that one. Um, well, you know the person that's going to be the saddest in all of this? Who's that? The jeweler that got to design all their <laughs> championship rings. <laughs> I mean, you figure you got six national championship rings. How many SEC championship rings? I mean, that's uh, that, that's keeping one jeweler pretty busy. Yeah, it is. And you got to come up with a different design for every one of them. <laughs> but you, you had mentioned that, that he had uh, been with Bill Belichick uh, over the Cleveland Browns for four seasons. Um, I didn't realize he was also at Michigan State. He yep. coached there. Uh, he left Michigan well. State to go to LSU. Yeah, yeah. To, and he led uh, what the, the, bowl, the team to three bowl games, mm-hmm. the first time that Michigan State had done that uh, before taking that job in 2003 to win the national championship. Oh, yeah, you get rings for bowl games, too. So that dude that was crying. His wife wearing them, too. I don't know. That, his wife wearing them. crying. But, so. you know, Talking about Michigan State, he's the one that got D'Antonio the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was on the staff with Saban there, so that's where D'Antonio's name pops on this list of a million. But anyway, his coaching tree is unbelievable. I, like I said, you'll be a while before you see another coach with this resume, but a winning resume and pedigree. Mm-hmm. Not pedigree. just, I mean, it's not just about the wins and losses. And that's one of the things that when I when I was, and I'm going to use the word because I did it this time, I trolled Alabama all night looking for stuff for the podcast. And that's the first thing that all the fans I could see coming out were saying were, if we go three or four wins the first year with a new coach, we got to be patient. What was his stat again? His first year at Alabama? Six and seven. Six and seven is first. And that's year. where they're coming at it. Don't yeah. like like me and like Beamer, if you don't win 20 games, going to fire. But, um, which he better win 20, we're firing him. Um, but you got to be patient with these guys, and it does take time to build. But what kind of time frame are we talking about to build a program that's already built? <laughs> You're not talking a lot. I mean, but the thing you got to follow with Saban, though, 297 <laughs> wins, 71 losses, and one tie. At Alabama, 206 <laughs> wins, 29 losses. Um, <laughs> you got the players that are there. You're going to have the. We already mentioned we got to. You're going to have the coaches there because they've already hired those for a year contract in the process of all of that. So you've got a you've got a premier program, premier staff already in place. You're going to be successful your first year. You are, and I mean that's one. That's where I was going. But there's if you if there is no success your first or second year, you're not going to have a job. You're going to be gone because, like I said. Even after all of that from yesterday to today, I, you know, state we were talking, there's only been one recruit that's not already on campus yeah. that's not coming now. You've only lost one recruit because they've been retiring. And he's, he didn't say he wasn't coming. He, he just, just decommitted to his original. He did. And he's a high school senior that 
has got to finish out his spring semester in high school, he could still come back and easily sign. It doesn't matter who they bring in. You know, he may just decide, well, I like that coach too, and I'll next, go to Alabama. Next question for both of you. I know your time frame and your time frame. You think it'll be done pretty quick, Stan. I do. I think they're going to take their time. But <laughs> if you wait, here's the deal. You know who you want. Here's your list. I'm going to read your list. This is the coaching tree. You might have heard a couple of these. I'm going to start with Jimbo Dumbo Fisher, who's out <laughs> in Hawaii, probably got his own island across the way that's got his own millions and millions. But after him is Kirby. Mm-hmm. And the dynamic that that could swing in the SEC alone one retires, one leaves Georgia to go back to that that place, and then you got my buddy Willie Muschamp, who's at Georgia. Then you got the man that's now moved to the top since Dan Lanning has said, "I'm staying in Oregon." I love Oregon. I love the fact we're going to the Big Ten. They should have played football. I love that. The next guy on that list is Dabo Sweeney, um, who now has moved up on that list. At, and we asked Howard what he thought. Uh, you got a guy like Jeremy Pruitt at Tennessee that didn't last long. Martin Antonio, who we just talked about. Lane Kiffin, who stands, thinks is one of the top guys. Um, and his bio's only nine mil. If we want to talk bias, yeah. I got it all. But um, And then you got guys like Derek Dooley, um, who was there. Jim McElwain, who was at Florida. Bobby Williams, who's still at Alabama. Sarkeesian, Texas. Um, probably the, the, the big, one of the bigger buyouts. Well, Landing was the biggest buyout, wasn't he? At 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah at 20, 20 million. million. You're yeah. talking about six million against Sarkeesian, which I, I still could see that because I'm going to tell you why. I'll tell you why I don't like Sarkeesian because he's as egotistical as I am. So I can see him leaving Texas to go back to Bama and say, I got my job. I'm a Bama boy through and through, and I came home, and I left to come back to get my job. He thinks that way. Mel Tucker, he got fired. Bush Jones, Billy Napier, Mario Cristobal, who's trying to build things. Um, one name I don't have stand does, Florida State, Mike Norville. Norville. Mike Norville, yeah. But the one I like, But he's Tom, not a disciple out of the group, is he? He no, but he no. is one of the ones that's names is. His name he put his list. name yeah. in. Yeah. Okay. His name's coming Here's up one for you, though, Tom. Mike Loxley, who I love at Maryland, but is a big defensive guy. And that's another thing we'll talk about later on. Do you, do you, are you looking to hire defense or offense off the bat? Because to me, it's easier to hire offensive coordinator than to be an offensive coordinator and hire a defensive coordinator. Right. Uh, but that's just it. Bush Jones is another guy I like, but he hadn't coached big time in a while. Jason Garrett. And anybody that listens to the podcast, tell me how his name has come up in this thing. He's now used to, you know used to be quarterback at Dallas. Now he's does uh, NBC Sunday Night Football with Tariko in that crowd. The name that you said, Dan Quinn. I like Dan Quinn. That's a possibility. OC I think over Dan's going to still go. I think he stays in the NFL, and I think he does get a job. Um, Mike Malarkey, Falcons tight end, who's not working. Adam Gase. This guy got fired from the Dolphins and the Jets. Where did he go to school? He's got no time stuff. <laughs> I mean, you know, Pat Schumer, who, if he wasn't making $2 million under Dion as the offensive coordinator at 74 years old, I would be a little stunned. And, yeah, you did have Dan Lanning. And here's just some other ones. Jeff Collins from was at Georgia Tech, now as defense coordinator at North Carolina. Major Applewhite, South Alabama. A lot of these guys you're starting to see are like Sunbelt. Brian Dayball, that's from the Giants. His buyout from the Giants would be $2.4 million. Defensive guy. That's why I'm bringing mm-hmm. him up. And then, like I said, you got Charles Huff that was at um, Marshall is one of the names. And, his, you know, he, he – but let's do assistant coaches. Couldn't one of these step up. Th- those are the saving tree That's the coaches. tree. Yeah. That's the tree. Um, and we know 
and everybody kind of feels this way, everybody I've heard, everybody I've talked to, I felt like the athletic director and the president of the university knew that this was going to happen. They had already had talks with Saban. Saban will have something to say about who takes over his job. He probably walked in with his list, the athletic directors with his list, and they considered all those. That's why I say it may happen sooner than you think. Um, well, you got to go through Saban the interview waited, and... waited till the kids were in school, on campus, and now the only way these kids can leave is to drop out. And they can't go anywhere if they drop out because the other schools have done started too. Yeah, yeah, they'll so, have to wait so, till the next portal right. opening soon. And that'll be in April or May. So uh, they'll have to go through spring practice. Yeah. You. So you want you got them on <laughs> campus. You're gonna keep them on campus. Uh, we've got our assistant coaches already hired, coordinators hired. Everybody's ready to go. The only thing you need is the CEO, and you just tell him, "Look, these guys are under one year contract. We're keeping them." They know the players. You go get to know the players. It's easier to hire one than it is to hire 20. That BOT means a lot. That board yeah. of trustees means a lot. All right. Yeah. I'm going to give you assistant coaches. You tell me if any of them won. Or we already know Steele's gone. Yeah, Kevin Steele's retired. We already know he's got a defensive coordinator. Tommy hired. Ross is your offensive coordinator from Notre Dame. Nope. Young guy. Young guy, but a lot of talent. Ready. Robert Bala, who's your linebacker coach? What about – let's go back to Notre Dame here real quick. What about their head coach? Moving over to Alabama. Marcus Freeman? Mm-hmm. I like Marcus Freeman. I've told you that. And there he is. That is a guy that I, I don't have on here to consider. Um, I mean, I you mean, got a lot of guys. I mean, it's, it, it, it's, it's, if it, it's more of a parallel move, not a step up or down. Right, right. The one that surprised me is his. Because I wouldn't hire James Franklin to bust <laughs> tables here at Howard's on Main. Well, well here, the, the reasons I say James Franklin, okay, number one, he was a head coach in the SEC. At Vanderbilt. He was at Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt improved as a program under him. He did not leave the cupboard bare when he left. And he left and he stepped into one huge shadow <laughs> of Joe Paul at Penn State. And the mess that that program was in and the time it took him to get that school turned back around to where it's now back to a national prominent school. He's followed a goat. He really has. So, no. And that's the thing we've got to ask any of these coaches. Do you want to follow a Nick Saban who's been there 17 years, won all <laughs> these championships, got – and when you walk through that hall of trophies and, and that room of rings and you see where that jeweler been working hard, uh-oh, wait a minute, this may be too big for even me. <laughs> I like Freeman. I didn't think about him. He's, he's done it. Franklin has done it. He's yeah. been there, done that. Uh, a little bit older than what I think that they would want to go. Uh, that was a little bit of a different situation. He, he'd go in and wouldn't have to necessarily correct anything. Right. And But here again, it would be history in the making because it would be the first black head coach at the University of Alabama. Yeah. Right. He's another name that we were joking about that we were going to bring in since Dion. You were talking about the mess that, that, that Penn State had. That's another guy I have on my list, and that's Bill O'Brien, who was at yep. Penn State. Yeah. And James did go in there, and he kind of corrected what Bill O'Brien had not been able to do at Penn State. But there again, you know, like you said, that was following the great Joe Paterno, right. and that, that was a whole messy situation that they walked into. That was no win, and James Franklin did do it. Um, 
But like I said, Bill O'Brien's another guy that I have on this list. I think he will get a look. See, um, right. what other assistants you got there? Oh, well, it's like I said. Oh, you remember my cousin, man? <laughs> oh, Joe. Oh, Joe. You know he he turned out Auburn because in our family yeah. you turned out Auburn. You don't go to Auburn even for twenty million. <laughs> <laughs> only, only his sons did, and they both are black ball. But, um, so, Joe's your tight end coach, and you got Robert Gillespie, who's your running backs coach, and T-Rob, who we love. Tavarian Robinson that was at Carolina. A defensive and guy. And a defensive guy, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. This could be – And he's been in the SEC in a lot of different schools. Kentucky. South Carolina. Carolina Texas A&M. Yep, A&M. So, he, there you go. There's one that's been around and seen yeah. that has ties now. And that's the one that you look at. When you talk about Alabama, when when Nick was there, they caught him. He didn't really have to send a lot of guys out coaching because I'm at Alabama, and that's what I think a lot of these guys are going to consider. I, I like the T-Rob because I, I do think that you need to stay defensively yeah. with your next coach. And, um, I, I it, Like I said, it could be long draw, drawn out. It could be tonight that we get home because usually a lot of stuff breaks after this podcast for some reason. So, I don't well, know. Well, they listening to us. Well, that's the thing. And, I mean <laughs> – I, you know, B-Rad rolled by so fast because I knew I was going to ask him about Dabo. But um, what what about Garrett Riley? This this up there now that wants that head job has no ties to Alabama that I know of. Yeah. But what if what if Alabama wants to say, "Hey, Dabo, if you don't want to come, can we call? Can you call your boy? He's a young and up and coming coach. That I think yeah, he can he coach football. He hadn't had that head coaching experience, and he hadn't been in the SEC. And I think that's one thing that Saban's going to tell him. Number one, we got to find somebody with coaching experience in the SEC. If well, we I can think get a former head coach in the SEC, um, and that would include the ones like Lane Kippen. That would throw Lane in there, even though Lane was under saving for about four or five years. And those four or five years that he was there, Alabama was very successful. I think you kind of also look at the Big Ten coaches uh, in the process of all this. I, I mean, the Big Ten did a number on the SEC this year uh, overall. And I think you've got to, you know, that would and, – and it's been just as competitive. You look at, at uh, the style up there is a little different. It's a little more, uh, you know – physical, I think, than the SEC at, at certain schools, definitely with Michigan. Um, you got to throw Maryland in there as well. Uh, Ohio State is another physical team that's in there that wasn't quite up to the job task this year. But, I mean, you got to look at those two conferences as far as some of those coaches that come in and out of that would be, uh, my opinion. And a lot of them are on. I mean, a lot of those we show about, like, a lot of them are here. Um, and like I said, we, you're going to – there will be a change in Michigan. I'm going to go ahead and say it. There will be a change in Michigan and probably rather sooner than later because sooner or later the Michigan president who thinks they want everything illegally, but he's as crazy as everybody else. Um, sooner or later you got to look at what's coming down the pipeline. And we know there's going to be sanctions, and that's why Harbo's already being reached out by the Raiders and some of those teams like that. And he's going to get out of Dodge. So that's going to be another big job open in the next probably month or so, mm-hmm. maybe two. Um, that well, we're, definitely after the Super Bowl. We'll be so talking far. about – and like I said, he's going to be at all of those. But all of those, man, I, I really – like I said, Tavarian Robinson, for one, would be yeah. a guy that I'd say, look, he's got the experience we want. We joke about it because everybody hires offensive assistant, defensive must champs, a defensive assistant to the linebacker coach who runs food for his son's team. But anyway, you have all these assistants. Does Nick stay around at all just around Alabama and say, hey, I'm going to help you with this hire until we make that hire? He's he, gonna have him. Oh, you know hire. he is. He's so he's gonna, 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 gonna be. He's gonna, gonna be. He's gonna have to. He's gonna be an assistant. Yeah, he's gonna be an assistant to hire. Now, so, so what assistant? He'll, he'll have an office 
Well, he'll keep his office probably. Until yeah, yeah, he, he says, what that, do you want uh, me to do? That change? office will be enshrined yeah. <laughs> into the uh, yeah. Smithsonian, I'm sure. It'd be like, it would be like um, whenever I met Bobby Knight. When I was going through Indianapolis, I met Bobby Knight, and he's, I'm like, what are you doing here at 4 o'clock in the morning at a, it wasn't a circle cage, it was a Wawa, or whatever it was. And he says, well, I've been to my office, you know, they, we, you know, they had a game, and he says, I don't go home most of the time except on the weekends. So these guys at these big jobs, they stay at these schools. They don't see their wife a whole lot, and that's why Terry was so happy to get her husband back. But, I mean, it, it, this is going to be a process that I don't know that we'll see again for a while. Well, we hope not. We hope they make that right hire and they don't have to rehire at Alabama. But I don't know of any other coaches that are going to go out that's going to get this fanfare. I don't think I don't think Harbaugh, if he decided to leave Michigan, is going to get this fanfare. He won't get no, this. He won't. What's another coach that could get it? Let's talk about the Washington coach. How about that? That'll work. And look at uh, Kalen DeBoer. <laughs> DeBoer. Um, now, Who has no relation to Rob, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, outside of if Jimbo or uh, uh, Jim uh, Harbaugh, he's probably one of the best coaches that, this year so far. He came on, what, two years ago? Yeah. And I, I fell in love with the way he coaches. Don't tell Willie because he – this is a debate <laughs> between me and Willie. He's a, he says he's a – I don't know what he is, but anyway, I, I'm a duck guy, man. I like landing and everybody else. I've been a duck for a long time. Caleb DeBoer is a guy that you get – and he, he's amazing. I'm going to tell you why. If he had to coach offense, he'd coach offense. If he needed to coach defense, he'd coach defense. He's that good of a coach. You don't really know what he is or what he was when he was coming along. He's well-rounded. Yeah, yeah he, he doesn't really – he's kind of like Beamer in a way. He doesn't have either the offensive or the defensive stigma that Beamer has. Beamer's more known of as offensive guy. But he never was really the offensive coordinator, part of a team. He was always like an offensive analyst type. They'll even Oklahoma, and his dad never promoted him either at, at Virginia Tech. But – that's what you're dealing with. And, I mean, that guy is going to be a coach somewhere. But if I'm Washington today, I'll make sure that buyout's huge. <laughs> because you know well, he's got a new contract coming. I mean, I think I saw it after the game the other night that he's already meeting with the president February 1st, and there will be a new contract in place. And they're, they're talking about a 20-year term for him. I mean, you, that's what you're going to start seeing now with young coaches. I, I'm like, yeah, I kind of feel like this coach needs to be a younger coach. What about Drinkowitz at Missouri? Oh, I love Drinkowitz. But oh, like, I didn't think about that. But, that you know, like Drinkowitz, he's built his program. Yeah. He has built it basically from the ground. Because I can remember we would go to games, and you didn't know who A.J. Cook was. We know who he is now. I mean, these are – that'd be a great hire. But just I, a lot of guys do now – Do you think he would leave Missouri no, to go I don't. to Tuscaloosa? I don't think he I would. think he's still in the process of building. We know defensively they've struggled, but they've gotten better over the last three years. I'm kind of like you saying the fact that I think whoever does leave for it is going to have ties. Yeah. Either with SEC or Alabama in general. Um, that's why everyone's name on this list could, could possibly get right. Well, let's talk about Pete Carroll. We saw what he did at USC following a legend there and then went uh, up to Seattle, Seattle. And, and been with the Seahawks ever since as the head coach. Again, he's another older individual. He's uh, 72 as well. But, you know, people are saying he's full of energy. He's still a builder, got lots man. of life. Have you seen what well, he does? Oh, yeah. Well, well here, <laughs> a lot of people are saying he's going to Carolina to coach the Panthers. Yeah, but he, I've heard that too. He's sticking be the, around. Be the GM yeah, and the yeah, coach. He, and that's what that's the guy I would have. I'm telling yeah. you right now, if there if there was any way, and after you know Willie set me straight yesterday, say that he stepped down as coach, but he's going to stay on as an analyst. That's what he is going to do, unless David Tepper says, "Hey, I need a general manager and a head coach, and you can do both, and you want to do both." That's the biggest team builder that I've ever seen in football college or NFL, mm -hmm. that can go and build a team and coach that same team. That's what he does, but at 70, 
two, three. Does he want to put up with Does all the politics of yeah, college, you know, college? And he went to a, a sailor team that was not that good. That right. good at the time. You had mm-hmm. Jim Zorn and some of them other guys. But who else you got? Um, I had Cristobal as well. We all know that he's still in the rebanding thing. Um, I had uh, Lane Kippen. Uh, we talked yeah. a little bit about him. I, I think still that he's a little young, uh, too immature, I should say, for this. Still in the learning process That's about how to, but, but to be Saban, a, a coach at that level. But is Saban still on campus? I don't Saban think Saban can keep put him, him on it. Can't keep him under his thumb. Would Saban hires as assistant coaches – Maybe that helps keep him down a little bit. Here's the deal. Once Saban makes his initial guy, and this is our guy, if I'm Alabama, I say, Coach, we love you, but you're retired. We don't want you to be We part. don't need you to be around. Yeah. We don't need micromanagement. He'll be more coach. like Steve Spurrier down at Florida yeah. where yeah. he's yeah. more of a spokesman for the yeah. team more than Spurrier's a coach for everybody. He comes to Carolina. He comes to North <laughs> Carolina. He goes to Florida. <laughs> Um, but I, I like the board, though. I really like that idea. It's just I think he's found his home. He loves it there. Yeah. Uh, Mike Norvell at Florida State. Um, you know, I didn't think it was going to work with him, but he has managed somehow, some way, through the use of the portal and also through the use of recruiting, ha- has built this team into what it was. Now, he had a max exorcist at the end of all of this um, in the process. But, I, you know, to me, he's one I think that he did it the right way. He built it up. There weren't, you know – any negative aspects, I guess you would say, of him coming in and coaching. He got rid of the riffraff in the first two years he was there. That's the key. Um, and, and and that's something that Saban does. Saban only wants the players that are going to, as Stan, you said, going to be loyal to the program. Oh, and right. the Florida State players that left uh, that he's seen over the last couple of years aren't loyal to the program. We, and I think Norvell would be a good fit with There's that. There's no loyalty anymore to a team. That's but, why I brought up Cristobal. Well, a lot of the guys we're seeing – those are ACC guys. They see the writing on the wall that they're not going to get the love SEC gets. And that's what I say Chris Wall does have ties. Because, um, like I said, I don't know who runs his household, but if his wife tells him he's going to watch this, <laughs> he don't want to do it. He picks up and goes to another school. That's a, that's a factor you have to look at, too, is these two are ACC coaches, and we know Norrell wants out. He's already said we want out either as the team or I want out. It went out of the ACC. And after what happened this year. Okay, yeah. in all honesty, um, I think that puts you in a situation that you're not going to have to worry about anymore anyway. But that, those, and that was one I didn't have, and I did, and I did have Franklin, but I hadn't pursued it the way he has um, with that. But like now, I said, there's just so many guys that they're going to look at. With, and with Cristobal, though, you got to look. He's from Miami. You know, does he want to leave? Miami's kind of in love with him to a point. They're, they're, I think they're going to give him a little time. I don't know. And uh, it, the program has gotten better, okay? Um, uh, it just didn't end the way he needed it to right, end for him. Right, But I don't know. He's right. just not a guy that stays. I mean, yeah, he yeah. was in Oregon for, what, two years, three years maybe, and then he gets that job there. Went to Miami. And if if they were to call him, you know he's going to pick the phone up. Especially if it's saving the calls and said, hey, I got, you know, hey, come on back. And that, that could Come be what it takes. That's what it could take. But I think after that point, I think if you're Alabama, you say, Coach, we love you. We're not going to micromanage this football team. <laughs> this is a new head coach, and, you know, we'll buy you a new well, house over yeah. on the good side of town. Yeah. yeah. So. 
Well, one, you mentioned Garrett Riley. We didn't talk a lot about Dabo Sweeney as being a candidate. He has been, uh, during the course of, of Clemson's big run back there in the late teens, uh, he was one of the top candidates if, if Nick was going to retire. That is there. He's, he's fell into, what, about the fifth candidate now that's in the process. But it's, after a, a 9-4 and four season, you've got to look at it uh, as a possibility. If you want Dabo, now's the time to get him um, well, with all this, particularly what's going on in the ACC and, and things of that nature. And if, you know, this issue with the portal. I mean, well, Saban had the same issues, but yeah. he's overcome and he's built on top of it. Well, Dabo is 52 years old. He's been at Clemson. Uh, he's already made known that he does not like the portal, the NIL, all that stuff. And uh, his ties to Alabama are 30 years old. I mean, his coach was Gene Stallings. You know, he had nothing to do with present-day Alabama other than beating them in a championship game and playing them in a couple. But uh, if Stallings were to call him, Dabo may listen. But I think Dabo's where he wants to be, and he's going to go out much like Saban did. He's going to walk in one day and say, I'm retiring, guys. And that's the way it's going to happen. And And at 52 years old, he's got another 20 years to even reach Nick Saban. If – But the landscape of college football has changed so much in just the last two years. And it's against what Dabo and Nick and some of the older coaches have always preached. You know, loyalty to the team, togetherness as a team, blah, blah, blah. It's none of that anymore. And that's why you're going to see some of these. And we say older, but – Dabo is not that old a man, and you're correct. He could go for another 10 years easy. But do you want the headaches of a portal for the next 10 years and not knowing who you're going to have December 31st to when school opens up in January? Your team could be totally different. And it's not because the kid's going to the NFL draft. It's because kids just packing up and going to another school. The thing about uh, Clemson's program and Alabama's program uh, kind of are similar in a way in that if you're good, you're going to play your freshman or sophomore year. You're going to get that playing time that's in there. You're going to be a factor in the process. Um, You know, Alabama has used the portal. It's been kind of quiet how they've used the portal. Uh, They've been more successful than Clemson has uh, in all that. But that's because Dabo really don't want to use it. He doesn't. Well, yeah. It doesn't meet his matrix. But he's trying. It doesn't meet his matrix. But he's trying. Yep. And and Nick, you remember Nick went through the same thing when all of a sudden we went through this this high powered fast paced yeah. offense. He didn't like that at all, um, but he had to adjust to it. So I think Dabble's adjusting to it as well. Um, but those are two programs that if you're a freshman or sophomore, you're going to want to be involved in those programs. Yeah. Whereas everybody else is going through a development stage, and then all of a sudden, okay, I'm ready to win a national championship here in my fourth or fifth year of college. I'm going to go and 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 see if I can't fall in somewhere. Yeah. I, I still think Dabo's where he wants to be. No, oh, I agree. I, I think and, so, too. Uh, I mean, his buyout, Chris, can, I think it's like 7.5. So that wouldn't, that's not uh, too large a number. Uh, All right. We'll go through the buyout numbers here for the guys that you got. Oh, boy. <laughs> it is not as bad as you think. <laughs> you know, I would have thought Kirby would have been really high. Two yeah. national championships recently. A million dollars. 
we call Howard. Have been, we'd yeah, beat Howard out of that one, but he go get this one. Um, Must Chumps, 855000 which uh, we can do what he wants to do. You're right, Stan, but here's the thing about Dabble we haven't talked about. Dabble just recently in September of, what, last year, mm-hmm. or 22, he just signed that 10-year, 115 or whatever million dollars, which of that, that is that big buy out of 17.5 or whatever it is. Um, then you got guys like Pruitt got fired, Antonio retired, or basically retired from his um, – Kiffin's nine mil. If he's really the guy you want and you want your offense to get rejuvenated, $9 million is cheap yep. for a guy like Lane Kiffin. He's a young guy, but I'm like you. How do you keep the antics out of Tuscaloosa? Because they don't put up with it like they have at other places. Jim McElwain, he's at Central Michigan. He used to be at um, Florida. Um, Steve Sarkeesian is only six mil. Wow. And like I said, that's an egotistical guy. I can't say that today. Egotistical guy. They would say, I want to come home. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Steve Sarkeesian. That's how he talks. He, he talks in second, third person. Um, you know, Bush Jones, Arkansas State. Billy Napier, $7 million at Florida. Leave him there. <laughs> he's going to get fired there sooner <laughs> rather than later anyway. And Chris Jamal, I still think he's a guy that you're going to hear because he's at 10 mil. I mean, excuse me, 8 mil. I would have thought he would have been a little bit higher. Mike Loxley at Maryland, who I love and loves Alabama. I never thought he would have took that job. I thought he would stay as a defensive coordinator at Alabama. Do you think his quarterback would go with him instead of going to Miami? Possible, you know, because you're still close. I mean, people yeah. laugh about it, but Florida State, Miami, and, and Tuscaloosa is not that far apart. Uh, and, and like I said, I imagine Tua, whatever he needs, he calls Tua anyway and says, brother, I need some money. I need a new car or whatever, like Mike Vick did his brother. Um and like I said, Jason Garrison one that just throws me for at NBC because it would be a $6 million buyout, but he's never really coached other than Dallas. He coached a couple times to coach Dallas, and that yeah. didn't go very well. And then your man, Dan Quinn, 4.5 mil. We know he's the defensive stud as a coach. Um, and that's the reason Dallas is good this year. They still haven't found an offensive coordinator, really. I mean, McCarthy's calling plays, but they haven't found that guy yet. Um, Pat Schumer, who's with Dion. Dion's a name we hadn't talked about. Really no ties to SEC, but does have ties to Atlanta, um, the South. Um, and like I said, I've always said if the right job came along, how much I love this school, I'm never leaving. And you, you can attest to how pretty Denver is. And it's cold, man. Dion's from there. You saw that cold weather up there. The only thing to keep him warm is the money. <laughs> and he would be because you got a kid now. He would probably take Shador, well, the youngest one. Shiloh. Shiloh. He would probably go with him. I just don't know. We were talking about the, historically with other black coaches. I mean, I would yeah. think it would be a Freeman before it would be a Deion Sanders. I do too. And uh, there again, that's ego. Franklin. Or Franklin. Franklin, yeah. yeah. With Deion, you're getting – like that's why I call him prom ego. People get mad because I call him prom well, ego. You've got, you've got his brand and you've got Colorado's brand. Alabama just wants Alabama's brand. Right. Right? Yeah. And Nick Saban is – Part of Alabama's brand. And then, like I said, the others are Jeff Collins, who was at Georgia Tech, got fired, is now at North Carolina. No bite on him. Kirk Signetti, that was at James Madison, that thought they had the next world coming up a football team. He just signed with Indiana, but it's only a $27 million buyout. So he's got the highest of the buyouts because mm. <laughs> he just signed this year. And like I said, Brian Dayball, coach of the Giants. There's a, a really good college coach that doesn't have the – Head college coaching experience, but he's coaching the NFL for a couple of years now. And then Dan Lanning, who, um, by the way, you see that guy right there? His name's Paul Feinbaum. He he did a guarantee four hours ago, and then, then Dan Lanning called him and said, you got that wrong. 
<laughs> so that's the kind of food pies I want you to keep me from doing. Well, that's yeah. that's the Jerry Springer of football right there. And so, yeah. and then like I said, Charles Huff, who I love at Marshall, and it's eight hundred thousand, seven hundred fifty-five thousand dollar buyout there. But I mean, really, to me, it was only a couple guys going into the day, and Dan Lennon said, "Nope, not so fast. I love it where I'm at." So that's one thing we thought was going to be there that's now taking off. And I mean, how, do we go by a day at a time we start seeing names drop off? Is that what we see? We we'll probably see. It. And, and when the they coaches drop, will put in their names and say, you know, I'd like it or I won't. The ones that drop off, do we see names added back to their, to replace them to give that, them? That's happened before. The board of trustees more to work with. <laughs> so, well, I, so. I, well, it's like we said <laughs> earlier. Um, I think Saban had his list of names. And, of course, we all know that all athletic directors have a list of, of names. And uh, it's just going to be put them together. These guys may not even been on that. Lanning may not even been on those two lists. He might not have. You know. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out. We've kind of guessed with, like, some of the high school coaches that last year, you know, where's this one going, this one. Why did he take that job? We got that home. today, too. So. Yeah. I mean, so <laughs> like I said, our lists are like theirs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, pretty much. Cause I can't, this is my list. You, know, you had we, yours? Mm-hmm. We, can, we can justify every coach that we've nominated that yeah, we I mean, think would be a good coach for Alabama. But ultimately, it's not our decision. No, that now, would be long If one to... of them picks one of ours, we're going to be the great <laughs> saviors of Alabama football. <laughs> Well, all this uh, in conclusion uh, for Nick Saban and, and retiring, uh, we wish him the best of luck. Of course, yep. the University of Alabama Athletic Director Greg Byrne, uh, he came out with a statement yesterday evening uh, about the news of Nick Saban's retirement. Um, and in his statement, I'm going to go with this, quote, as, any, as with any coaching search, our goal is to be thorough but expedient. Our ideal candidate will be strong in recruiting and relationship building, player development, excel in X's and O's, and have the overall ability to lead this historic program. There will be plenty of rumors out there during this process. The next time I talk publicly, we'll be announcing our new head coach. If you don't hear from me, don't believe it, roll tide. There you go. <laughs> I love that. And you'll see, a pr- and you'll see. And this is another thing. I love it. How many of these coaches that we have seen over the years – Called his press conferences to to say I'm retired. Saban didn't do that. He didn't. He just walked in and said, "Today's the day, guy. Today's my last day." And he waited after school started <laughs> and got the kids in classes. Got them there. Keep these, them going. These, these the higher ups that I knew what was going on. They've got a plan. Uh, well, the landing and some of these other guys were even on their list. Uh, there have been some phone calls made. Yeah, but we wish uh, Nick all the best. It's going to be fun to watch what happens over the course of this next month or two yep. uh, as far as coaching searches goes, both at, at the college level and the high school level. Tom, so. I'll tell you, we, we, you and I had a little – we used to go back and forth at the radio station about the czar. Mm-hmm. And anytime a rule changed in college football, that's who they went to. That's, that's where the death march from Star Wars came who, who does it? Who, who is that guy now? Yeah. There's, the Zars retired, so who takes his spot in college football right now? Who, who's the next guy that's going to run the show? Is it a Kirby? If he's well, we don't know where he'll be, but I mean, I can't think of the next guy that's going to be next on. I would say Harbaugh, but we don't think he's staying either. So I mean, I just try to think of the next coach out there that's got the I would say experience, and nobody's got the wins. But I mean, could it be the Tennessee coach maybe? 
Yeah, it could be just about anybody. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 nobody has come out as being a dominant force over the last three, four And years. see, that's what it took the 17 years for him yeah. to get that title as czar. But I just remember well. the death march and, and Fox Sports <laughs> Greenwood. And you and I would say, oh, well, we know why that rule is changing. Saban. Saban or Satan, as we that's call a Saban, that's, Well, the Saban rule came into yeah, effect at one Yeah, it point. did. So, like I said, this will be interesting. Well. But until that man speaks again, no, don't believe what you hear. 17 years and six national championships. He's got the, the credibility to back up. Show me somebody really else. He did, he did. We wish him the best. Well, we're at Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. Happy hour about to get underway as B-Rad is coldest oh, beer man, in I thought he had a cold beer for me. But no, anyway. he's got empty boxes. <laughs> he's got to go back and fill it back up. That's so, better. <laughs> uh, with all that. But we invite you to come on by Howard's on Main. Great daily specials to go along with it. He made it through the Christmas season, the holiday season as well. Uh, as far as all of it. The, well, they got another... Better catering 80 people, upstairs man. tonight. So. 80 people, Clouds cooking chicken as we speak. <laughs> so it so. keeps it keeps on rolling, and we invite you to come on by here. Join them for breakfast and lunch. Uh, their lunch specials are to die for today, the twice-baked potato with a ribeye steak sandwich. Sandwich switched up today. Yeah. yeah. My, my wife came in. She, <laughs> uh, well, I'll go ahead and say it. We had our anniversary yesterday. I Yay. Her anniversary. I took her out to eat last night. Yay. And so today I said, well, I'll. We got podcasts. I had a doctor's appointment this morning. And uh, she said, well, what you going to do for lunch? I said, I don't know. And she said, well, let's go to Howard. I said, okay, I'll meet you there. And so uh, she came up and got her ribeye and her mm-hmm. twice baked. I just got mess up sandwich. I wanted to change it up. You change it up like you do, yeah, TK? Yeah, I, I had to have something a little bit different. So. You got to try the whole menu because, uh, yeah. you know, it was it was a couple of Three like or four you, months. You sit that, there and you look at it and you say, yeah. yeah, I like, well, I don't know that one down there. <laughs> well, I hadn't had that one in a while. Well, well let's try this one. Yeah, and there's some new ones that are yeah. on there, too. So, yeah. And that's what you look at. You look up there and you say, well, that's new, but, man, I know these are good. These yeah. are great. <laughs> so it does. It makes you have to reevaluate your what you're going to get when you come in here. But always really good food. Uh, and like I said, he's not going to slow it down. You're going to have catering. you got bands at the weekend. Yep, you got uh, great wait staff to go Yeah, and, and like I said, Beach Beer Ag keeps coldest beer. Um, and we keep throwing it at Twin Peaks, so y'all keep listening. <laughs> but um, – but, yeah, I mean, it's a great place to be, and so let's talk a little yeah. high school. Yep. High school action. Uh, congratulations to the Lady Eagles. Uh, <laughs> Greenwood Eagles, gosh, I tell you what, Coach Childs has got those guy, gals uh, playing their best basketball, ranked number two right now in uh, uh, 4A to go along with it. They had a big win yesterday over Lawrence District 55. They went 52-24. to 24. And uh, when you look at it, how they scored, um, they outscored Lawrence 13-5 to 5 in the first quarter. 15 to 4 in the second, 10 to 5 in the third, and 14 to 10 in the fourth quarter to go along with it. But this was more of a defensive effort, I think, than it was an offensive effort. You got to look at uh, Tyreka Johnson. She owned the offensive boards. I mean, she was the rebounder every time they went on the offense down there. Also, the leading scorer, she had 21 points on the night. Well, you, I think you hit the nail on the head when you talk about a defensive team. That's what Coach Childs is. She's defense. You play defense, it predicates into your points, and that's, she's the one that really brought that into play. And so I think that's her style of play, and I think that's what's going to get them to that rank. But uh, then you throw in uh, two others. You throw in the sisters. You got three that are in double figures: uh, Danielle Oliver and Cameron. Um, you know, uh, Danielle had 14. Cameron had uh, 12 to go along with that. That's offensively, but they also played well defensively, coming up with three four steals. I'm hearing that you you might want to start going to some of these games if you want to see some of the the um, scouts that are out here looking at the sisters and a couple other players on these teams. And I mean, I think both teams are really good, the guys and the girls. Um, and you 
probably got a score for the guys' game. I forgot what it ended last night, but anyway. Uh, Coach Childs is doing a wonderful job. We put it on her. Remember, we mm-hmm. we put it on her first of the year. First that of the year, yep. What Good happened the last couple of years yeah. just can't happen, Coach. I mean, it's yeah. not your style, and she corrected. So maybe that's it us, and if it is, Coach, we're going to stay on you. <laughs> and go through all that. But um, uh, you also have to look uh, – I think of who they're playing right now. They're, they're playing their best basketball as they begin region play. Um, and they've got some tough games coming up. Westside is also ranked. Greenville is also ranked. Uh, so you got some you got some tough games that are coming up, and and then you need. I mean, those are six games right there, right? Because they play home and home, home and away, home and away um, to go along with it. So you got some tough matchups that are still yet to come that she's going to have to really do well coaching. And so here's the deal: last year injuries played both guys and girls. Last year when the playoffs hit, and same teams like you were talking about Westside, Greenville. Now you ha- almost it's almost win. At all costs now, and you got to win these games early uh, because that will uh, that's what affects the seeding down the road with these teams in the playoffs. So it's very impeccable that you go out and you win these games against Westside, Greenville. So you the the committee, Jerome and the people that make these playoff seedings and stuff realize they can play at that level and they need to play at home. That's what hurts last year. Mm-hmm. All the playoff games were on the road, so we need to kind of get that down. And I think both teams are doing what they need to do. Uh, the other team that we talked about that wasn't ranked when we left at the end of the year wasn't the McCormick Chiefs and the boys uh, in that regard. Now they're, um, what, up to fourth or fifth? Fourth. Let me go back and check. Yeah. Are they on fourth now? Uh, uh, let me check, let me check. They're fourth, only, yeah. They're yeah. ranked fourth right now. Dixie's ranked eighth there you in go. 1A. And, we, we, you know, we felt like it would happen when it did. I'm kind of like Coach Brown. I'd, I'd just rather my team not having to worry about that. That'd be for a coach like me mm-hmm. to worry about. And just go out and play ball. And, you get, like I said, you got – the kids are they're playing, man. From from Durant to um, Cartledge to, I mean that, that's a, it's a balanced basketball team, and they play defense also. So I'm looking forward to seeing where they they end up here over the next couple of weeks because they're going to have the same thing. They've got to take on uh, the Christchurches and the yeah. St. Joe's and all of that that are going to be in their region also. But you know what, Tom, and Callum Falls is playing well right now. This is about last year for that. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, while we're <coughs> while we're kind of on so. Tomorrow, if you don't have anything to do at 4 o'clock tomorrow afternoon, and this is, I guess, still pending the weather, but tentatively, the rubbing, the ribbon cutting on the new athletic weight room and dressing there, whatever, at Dixie High School will take place, dedication tomorrow at 4 o'clock. That's pretty cool. Right there in front of the new building. Well, it so. might be inside the new building, That's depending what on the weather. <laughs> They're going to have to cut the ribbon to get in the door. So. Or cut they the ribbon to get, get out. out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that wind may and, cut that and, ribbon and hole. They, and they may, have, they may put it off a, 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 a day, day or two. Yeah. So just kind of stay tuned and figure it And, we'll figure and it you out. hadn't been by there, go by there. Because I'm telling you, a when we saw when you and I saw it, the first thing that popped in my mind was West Side because they like to advertise there right by the field, and that's where this is. It's right in the middle of all and the And it fields. just it yeah. looked almost – it's not quite as the bricky part of it, but it's the nuance of it, the new look of what they're doing with gyms and, and pill houses now and stuff like that. It looks great. And that the other addition to the front part is going to be incredible. Yeah. So. That three stories is going up quick. <laughs> A three-story <laughs> high school. Can you imagine? Well, uh, and do Greenwood West High. Or, or, um, Greenwood High's got a couple of stories over there in the well, H building. Well, they got one the E building's three, F building's two. So. Yeah, and Sumter High had three stories uh, and when we I went there back. We in didn't have high. elevators when I was there. We know Dorman and Farmer. 
but due to some new law changes, they have to have elevators now. Yeah. All right, uh, varsity wrestling, big, big try match that took place in the Lakelands uh, last night over at 96 High School. And we, we've been talking about how good Greenwood High is um, in all of this. 96 is that much oh, yeah. better. Uh, 96 ended up winning the tri-match. Greenwood came in second. They got the win over Emerald. Emerald came in third. But Emerald, when Emerald and Greenwood played, Emerald, the first three matches, they won. Yeah. They, they had a lead on Greenwood. Greenwood had to come back in order to win that. Uh, but the Wildcats end up winning overall, um, taking the match in that regard. But they, uh, you know, they've got some studs over there with the Wildcats. We've said it the past couple of years, man. Wrestling basically has taken over the Lakelands as far as even over better than football. Mm-hmm. I mean, because this, there's so much parity between the high schools and the Lakelands with wrestling, the ones that have teams. Right. And 96 is that good, by the way. And then to me, I, I you know, they got to, I can compete against, uh, is it Chesney? Yeah. I think that one of those schools that's kind of up in that area that ended up beating them last year. But they've got a good chance of winning it all again this year. And not only that, they'll have some individual champions to go along with it. I think Greenwood, I think there again, I think Greenwood will be there at the end. I think 96 will be there at the end. I think Abbeville, Dixie will be there. Um, and Emerald is going to be there. So Lakelands that have wrestling teams, I think at the end of the day, they're going to all have a say in it at state. Yeah, looking forward to it. But, uh, you know, that was that was huge last night. And I, I got to talk a little bit uh, some of the aftermath afterwards of what went down. And um, I tell you, 96 is coming, al- is, is, is coming along and getting better and better. They're young still. Yeah. They're I mean, really young. Um, all right, uh, real quickly, let's talk about uh, uh, the college football or the high school football uh, coaching landscape as it likes to go oh, and the head oh. coaching changes that are there. Um, our boys from moving the change, I think they made a mistake this week. They ended up saying that Greg Porter was going to Lawrence, and then all of a sudden all this everybody started talking on the boards about uh, going and talking with Porter, and Porter saying that he hadn't even been asked to interview. As of yet, for I sent it to you. By the way, yeah, I trusted Justin and them that good to, to do that. But uh, it's one of those things. It's, it's going to be hush hush. We're not going to know. And, and I promise you, Lawrence has probably reached out to Greg, and he's still trying to think how he's going to recruit up here. But <laughs> so <laughs> I don't. Like I said, that was something I did want to talk about. But like I said, we still don't know. We have no clue. So we, as of right now, it could be Coach Dean. Is. Coach Dean could already have interviewed oh for that job. Could. So I mean, who who do you have on there? Because I'm just trying. I've been racking my brain because I've been missing this segment, but they're pretty much done for the most part, aren't they? Or how many schools are left? Um, no, we got a lot of schools left. One, two, three, four, five, oh, six, wow. seven, eight, nine, ten schools that we know of that don't have head coaches. And and doing this over the past four years, you got to remember it's going to become February yeah, and well. April. We're going to find out there's still some schools that that are going to get left open because they took some of these jobs. Well, how, how long do we have to look at this and schools that still don't have a job? How long do we realize that if you wait until June, July, and August to wait to hire a coach, you're sick, you might you're tanking you're your season. Yourself behind, yeah. You're tanking your seasons. What you're doing, and like I said, there's no reason to do that. So, uh, and like I said, it's always the Charleston area teams that nobody wants to coach at. <laughs> well, and I don't get it. Sean Lorenzo out of uh, Florida over there, at Lake Howell, he took. The Fort Dorchester he did. Um, in that regard. He saw something there that he liked, so he'll take over for Joshua Smith. I'm not sure if Smith is going to end up staying there. He might be one of the ones that ends up going taking the great collegiate job. He could. For that nature. Um, you know, but we've still got uh, uh, the Union County job from around here. That'll be interesting to see if it's open. Uh, and the Lawrence job. Gilbert job with Chris Leapart uh, going to taking the you know athletic director for the district position. That's a good job, Tom. But you're right. The, the lower part of the state, uh, Bishop England with John Canty uh, retiring, that is there. You got um, uh, Lugoff Elgin 
with Mark Campbell uh, going ahead and moving on from there. Uh, Mike Howard leaves St. John's. Um, Swansea is still open with Brent Wilder leaving. And then you throw in Wando, who did hire a coach. They hired uh, Isaiah Perrin out of Stratford, the offensive coordinator there. But then uh, Wilson. This is Wilson was one of the first jobs that came open. Remember, it was like right as the season ended, the regular season ended. Wilson said, uh, you know, Rooney Mooney, we're done with you, moving on. Um, and they still haven't come up with a coach as of yet. Two years in a row, by the way, Bo. Two years in a row. Because did they not do the same thing last year? They waited, and all of a sudden they hired, and then boom, he's gone too. Yeah. You can't wait. And, I mean, I, I don't know. You know more about that area than I do. You know a lot more about that area than I do, the Wilson-Lawrence area. But now, Being from Sumter, I um, competitors yeah. for many years. I mean, there, there's not a whole lot of jobs out there that you can take. And if you do, it's with a bigger a bigger school other than Wilson. And uh, I think just competing with South and West Florence, or that, that hurts them, even with the deal. I the question I – and I'll just say, I, I know that – I know West, South Florence recruits. I, I don't care what y'all say. Or is it West Florence? West Florence won all of them. West Florence. That's yes. your team that goes out and gets whoever they want to. Because they had a quarterback last year. Or two years ago. Three years ago. Um, but, yeah, the Wilson job, I don't – but they'll wait. You wait. August will still be open. And they're going to throw a guy into it, maybe defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator. If it's me, I go ahead and just put him in the role and say, look, we're going to give you a year. Because we don't need to start the, the practices up in August or earlier before that without a head coach. Go ahead and do your job. You, you do a great job, we'll keep you. If you don't, we'll find somebody else. But we got to have somebody in place. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you can wait like last year because I think if you watch what happened last year, it's going to happen this year. You don't want to start with a hire in August and, and they start playing two weeks later. <laughs> Even if you are, if you're not a part of that program, what do you do for real? You have to trust who's there already. You don't know the players? Know. Well, at that point, you just go ahead and get uh, one of the assistant coaches, That's make them an interim, and play your season out while go you ahead search and do for it. another one. That's what they should do. If I'm Wilson and i got a really good defensive coordinator, boom, go get it. So you're well, saying by the end of February, a coach should be in high. Yeah, they should be. If not, promote. It's going to be interesting out of all these schools is to great collegiate high. It will be, and I think that may still be within – that group of coaches right Will there. it be one of those from within, or will they go out and try to no. find somebody? Moving up in classifications like they're going to have to move up. Here's uh, the thing, though. This is a collegiate. <laughs> they have their own way of doing things anyway. This is going to have to be an inside hire for me because I don't know that any other coach is going to come in and put up with it. <laughs> Just in all honesty, I don't. I don't see. I, I wouldn't see a Chris Liner going down there for a job and putting up with what administration does. I mean, I think it's going to have to be an inside hire job or, or go to Oceanside or Legacy or wherever else they do these collegiate things. And, and I, I, the guy that there is, he was offensive coordinator and the, when he, the, and the head he's the head coach, but he called plays. Yes. So maybe you got a defensive coordinator there that, that got them to the dance. I mean, maybe that's your hire. And, just, and, and, and 4A for them, I think, is going to be – I mean, they're the seventh biggest school in 4A. But to me, they fit in perfectly with the schools that are going to be in there. Lawrence is going to be in that uh, 4A region. Emerald will be in that 4A region to go along with it. And I think that's – you know, I think the committee got it right with them. I, th I think that overall, all of a sudden, it's funny you brought Emerald up in the tab because, you know, for the longest time we were doing the Greenwood stuff and we were going. And now Emerald's playing teams we were playing <laughs> – <laughs> so I think that's going to be interesting from Coach Hyde. I think it'll be interesting from Coach DeBose. They're not going to walk away from it. I bet if you know if you went ahead and start to talk to Coach DeBose, he's like, "I'm ready to play now. Let's go." He, sure. He's not going to worry he, about he, he who, where they put him. Yeah. You know, just like Coach at '96, he don't care where you put him in play. We're going to play you, and we're going to beat you. If we don't, we'll beat you next time. <laughs> so. 
Yeah, so I'm, I'm you know, it's going to be fun to see uh, where these new coaches come from and who they're going to be. And there'll be there'll be some more openings that'll come because yeah. Yeah. You know, they're going to come from, from other school to another. And well, just like the great collegiate coach going to what Gilbert or somewhere down that way. He the he great left. he he left because of family reasons. He hasn't been rehired. Yeah, he hasn't done anything. I thought he I thought he went. Over to the middle of somewhere. Over no, there. not yet. I, I hadn't seen that either. I thought so. he just said, now, here's what he wanted to say. I ain't going to four. I ain't going to four. I, I, I quit. Yeah. I'm and, not going to get my way. And, and, that's, still, and that's I'm my take reason. my ball and go home. And that's my feelings <laughs> I have toward Greg Lee, even though I named the camp. All right. I also want to make mention, I don't know if you guys heard, Bobby uh, Huntley yeah. is uh, Bobby uh, Bentley. Bentley is uh, up in Tennessee in Nashville at a private school up yeah. there. Got hired. Look out. Yeah, so he, he leaves Mush, uh, uh, Gus Mazan down at UCF and ends up going up to Tennessee. And now, there you go, Stan. That's one liner knows. <laughs> they might be going to Tennessee next year. So, But, yeah, Bobby Bill hey, was one of the guys I grew they, up with. They may go get him and say at Great Collegiate, say come to Great Collegiate. We know you know how to recruit. He will do that. And he would be that would now that's the kind of hire you think about. Yeah. Because he does. That, that's what they'll be looking for. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But Do you I, take one of his sons? Could could uh, you know Shulay end up going up there? Shula could. Good. Or it could be the Utah kid. <laughs> Jake <laughs> Bell. I mean it could be anybody, and that's the fun thing about this kind of deal. Um and I love the fact that it's not only in just high school now, it's college and pros. Everybody's looking for somebody to coach. All right. It makes fun. our job interesting anyway. It gives us something to talk about, which we love. That's my favorite aspect of what we do on Thursdays <laughs> is that high school. And then Pooh's just won't put nobody in the spot, man. <laughs> put that man in place. It's going to be fun. Well, it has been, uh, like you guys, we had a lot Look to here. talk about. I am so happy we got a chance to get back uh, into it here to start 2024 with the first podcast of the year. Um, it couldn't have gone any better, I think. I want to say um, a big thank you and um, send your prayers out, if you would, to the Hollister family. Susan Russell Hollister, I knew her. She graduated from Sumter High School with me and my wife uh, back in 1985. Uh, ended up passing away this past Saturday, January the 6th. Um, uh, you know, kind of unexpected, but she she brought a lot of life everywhere that she went, a lot of joy in the process, and she loved to teach. Um, she taught my daughters not only in preschool, but also in gymnastics as well, when the YMCA had a gymnastics program to go along with that. Um, she was at uh, uh, Cambridge Academy for a number of years, um, District 50 she taught at, but she, I mean, just a joy to be with every time that she went. Uh, went to her funeral today, and all she asked was everybody wear colorful Outfits, which hence my Hawaiian shirt to go along with all that. Uh, and, and it was a celebration of life. It wasn't a celebration of her passing. So um, Certainly you know, be I was man. I rem- glad to know her oh, yeah. and the impact that she had here in the Lakelands area is huge. No doubt. Uh, to go along with it. So uh, definitely one that will be well missed. But, um, you know, her family, uh, if you send their prayers, because I know they're still hurting. Yeah, no doubt. But, guys, uh, again, thank you. We'll be back here on Monday. This should be fun. Stan said we'll have a coach at Alabama. (laughs) Yep. It'll be after we go off the air, though. It will. (laughs) I'm I'm Carol. That's Chris Cox, the coach, Dan Spivey. We are the Lakeland Sports Guys. Have a great week.